Welcome to episode 361 of the Parkrun Adventurous Podcast, a podcast about life if your life is all about parkrun. I am Melissa Ellis and I'm coming to you from Wurundjeri country. And I am Tok and I'm coming from Bunurong country. Howdy Tok. G'day Mel, how are you? I'm good. I saw you out running in your budgies. <laughs> <laughs> There's a site that we don't want to share with the uh, podcast, Mel. I am, of course, referring to your ugly Christmas singlet budgie edition. Mel, I've got to say, how good are the budgies? <laughs> I, I love it. I love seeing the photos around, but I reckon the Ventu tops, they're so comfortable, they're great, and they look so, I want to say so ugly, but they look so good. They do. I love the top. I got so many people coming up to me at Park Run on Saturday saying, "Where's that top from? Where's that top from?" I was thinking, "You've missed the boat." Has it closed? Because it was open again for its second, um, but I think it might have closed last weekend or, or the end of the weekend yesterday. I believe it's closed. Oh well, they missed out. Um, but we didn't. Yes, I wore mine as well. I actually went out and bought myself a little pair of shorts in the same colour blue, so I'm all matchy matchy. I've got the fluoro pink park run socks, and I reckon they they go really well with it as well. Ah, good tip, good tip. Uh, and you know, I always have reasonably bright shorts, so I've got plenty of options <laughs> there. You do, yes, absolutely. Yeah, no, they are good, and um, I am enjoying wearing mine very much, although I do feel guilty when I turn up to an event and other people are wearing their adventurous tops, and I'm, like, not in mine. <laughs> too many choices, Mel, too many choices. Well, they are complementary colours as well. The budgies do match quite nicely with the adventurer blue. They do. Uh, tell me, Mel, your parkrun day, you had an adventure. Where did you go? Well, thank you for asking, Tony. I flew to WA to do Newcastle Park Run, and here's Sarah to give us the details on the traditional lands. Hi, Mel. Newcastle Park Park Run is quite unique in the 2J area. It is on the lands of three Noongar tribes, one being Ute, two Baladong, and three Wadjuk. This place was distinct and a known area, meaning camping place, and it has rights to certain waterholes and springs. Thanks, Sarah. And the name 2J comes from the Noongar word duja, meaning mist. And it was a whirlwind visit, only landed at Perth Airport in the early hours of Saturday morning, Ubering to Sarah and Matt's house to catch some Zs before an early start out to 2J. As luck would or would not have it, the west side was in the middle of a heatwave, with daily temperatures reaching 40 degrees, which was a bit of a shock to the system. Newcastle Park Park Run was profiled in episode 326, Song Sung Blue, by David Messenger, which included a detailed course description of the two-lap course. It was event 40, with 33 participants enduring the warm conditions, including a few adventurers. As well as myself, Sarah and Matt, there was Chloe Bravos, with friend Janet and little Lucy, Alan Raven and Franz Carroll, with Andrew Yeekman volunteering as photographer. Our little group was also joined by a couple of Brendan Peel's friends, Simon McNeil and Barry Wakenshaw, afterwards at the nearby 2J Bakery for brunch. I was there to pick up a new event and, well, WA is a smorgasbord for me and Sarah was upping her Wilson Index from 39 to 62. 
Speaking of Windexes, Alan Raven has the highest in WA on 177 and is 12th overall in Australia. Now, Chloe had heard from last week's episode that I was in town and made the trip out for a frond. Andrew Yeatman is trying to volunteer at all events in WA and has so far done 127 volunteers across 30 locations and 87 of them as photographer. Matt picked up second finisher and it's the first time that we had been to an event where the towel walker carried a snake catcher. After brunch, we visited the Christmas 360 shop, which is the largest Christmas shop in WA and has over 7,000 items to choose from, and the feel of an enchanted wonderland, and I picked up a decoration to take home for my tree. Also of interest in the town is the Cola Cafe and Museum, a 1950-style cafe serving retro tucker, foot-tapping music, and a unique collection of Coca-Cola memorabilia. However, time did not permit a visit on this occasion. Another point of interest for the town is the Avon Descent. The Avon Descent is a full two-day race in a powerboat, kayak, ski or stand-up paddle as part of a single, double or relay team. It's one of West Australia's most iconic and longest-running major sporting and community events. The event began back in 1973 and starts from Northam, 100 kilometres east of Perth, travelling through 2J to Perth along the Avon River. It passes through some of West Australia's most picturesque country and offers participants conditions ranging from long stretches of flat water that can test the endurance of the fittest athlete through to rapids, sure to test the skills of all who attempt to navigate the unknown contours. Did I say it was a whirlwind trip? After an enjoyable night at Epicurean at Crown with my hosts, I was back on a plane home just after midnight WA and back in a little over 24 hours. Just crazy. That was a big wrap-up. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, yeah, and I slept nearly 10 hours last night. Luckily, I didn't have to work today. <laughs> I was absolutely exhausted from all that. But, Tony, what about your Saturday? I hope you had something a little more restful than myself. Well, I probably had the, uh, I guess, the ultimate relaxed uh, Saturday park run. Our, our forecast was certainly not the 40 degrees that you were being forecast. Our forecast for Victoria was for thunderstorms, for rain, for hail, uh, all sorts of catastrophe we woke up Saturday morning to a brilliant sunny skies and we head across to sunny Inverloch where it's always sunny. <laughs> I should have known that it was going to be sunny. Uh, we went to event 424 where there was 112 finishes supported by 11 volunteers. Well, I like to run. Mm-hmm. I like to run as fast as I can fairly often. On Saturday... I took some time out and I walked at the back of the field and I walked with Jack and with one of our other run directors at Inverloch, JJ, and we just chatted and walked and observed the people. Inverloch's a multiple out and backs. So you have the runners coming and the walkers coming and people going backwards and forwards. And I've got to say, it was just really good to actually walk the park run and just enjoy it and take some time out and just chat. And I, I found that a really... Uh, Look, a different experience because I've I've tail walked and all that sort of thing. But just to walk in that, you know, towards the back end of the field and just chat and take it easy and actually enjoy the day. Um, I'd highly recommend if you if you are someone who just goes and belts out your park run each week, take some time one week and actually just walk, and you get a whole different sense of things at park run. And I've 
I've got to say, I really did enjoy it. Oh, that's good. So, yeah, you, you were being the party at the back. We were the party at the back, and uh, we we should have probably had our adventurous tops on with the party on the back logo, <laughs> but no, we had the... I had the, the budgies out. <laughs> the budgies Every time at the you beach. say that. <laughs> <laughs> and well, one of the things, I, I moved boxes on the weekend on the Charlie Peace Index. Oh, do you tell. So it was my 350th park run. So I've moved from the box from 300 to 349 across to the box from 350 and up. And as you progress through the boxes, typically the number really drops down. I moved out of a box of 90 and I've gone into a box of 91. <laughs> it's actually gone up. So you're a dot. I'm nowhere near a dot. I'm a shade in a box. Oh, well, I don't know how much longer uh, my dot status is going to last. Obviously, it's a long haul to get into a new box, obviously. And uh, I saw Charlie had just updated the chart in the last couple of days and uh yeah the numbers in my box i think have gone up to 40 so once you hit 50 you lose that yeah that dot status i lose dot status and there's not a lot i can do about it yeah no and as you said like i've, I've hit the 350 group it's either another 50 park runs or i think i need another 22 new events to go out of my box into another box, and even twenty-two new events—that's that's a long haul to to be aiming at. Particularly in Victoria now, where we've run all the events in the state, we've either got to swim to Tassie or <laughs> do the long haul drive, or as you've done, the long haul flight. But um, a little holiday in SA over Christmas will help the numbers. And yeah. wherever you're going, I'm going to SA. Yeah, we're going to head up north, up into northern New South. Mm. Tick a few boxes up that way. We're um, going to go up, head up to Inverell and chase another eye and do a couple of uh, park runs up in that area. That sounds good. Now, someone else that was getting extra park runs, Tony, was the USA this last week. So the USA celebrated their special day last week on Thursday, the 23rd of November, uh, which was Thanksgiving, and 12 adventurers took advantage. At Livonia, we had Helen and Andy Rutter. At Clermont Waterfront, we had Christine Inbert and Joyce Adams. Jamaica Pond saw a visit from Phil Olson and Darren and Lucille Peed. Joe Creason had, of course, our very own Jeff Glob, Louise Murphy and Sarah Marb. At Peringo, we had Jill Gardner. And at Darnie Park, we had Steve Milne. Apologise if I have not pronounced those names correctly, but well done to all those in the US who were able to enjoy Thanksgiving Parkrun Day. It sounds like it was a bit of good fun, Mel. Uh, the other thing that was mentioned last week on the pod was Jindabyne relaunching. Um, they have returned for event 123, and as referenced by the Stats Geek Charlie Pierce, that's two references for Charlie so far. <laughs> <laughs> it's a pause of 119 weeks that Jindabyne's been out of action. That's from the 14th of August. Uh, 2021, where they saw nine finishes and five voles through to the 25th of the 11th, 2023. One adventure in attendance was Russell Johnson. There were 68 finishes all up, with five recording their very first park run. The course remains most as per its original course along the edge of Lake Jindabyne, with the only change being the start and turnaround points. But the event still starts at the same park. 
just at the Jinder by Anzac Memorial near the statue. The turnaround's moved just a little further along the path to adjust for the change, and it remains a two-lapper. During the pause, of course, the event team ran the alternate event, Jindabide Sport and Recreation, just up the road, which had a bit more of a hill in it. There's a different <laughs> location, and that ran for 58 weeks. And welcome back to Jindabine and the event team. They must feel really good having their original course back up and running now. I think, Mel, that would be one of the longer pauses in certainly Australian park runs anyway of 119 weeks. So, yeah, welcome back, Jindy. Yeah, it, it's tipped, yeah, what was it, Stone's Corner last week that Simon mentioned it, 109 weeks that it was paused. So unless we can get Harrison Island back up and running, Tony. Um, <laughs> that would be a long, long break, Mel. <laughs> <laughs> never say never. There was the Irish event that did have over six years. So, But you've got some news from us about next year, about Palm 24. We do, Mel. Look, we're not far off finalising the um, the full calendar. Just reminding people that Palm next year, uh, it's the Parkrun Adventures Listener Meetup, is on Friday the 12th of April through to Sunday the 14th of April at Toowoomba. Um, our full list of activities will be released fairly soon, but just confirming that we follow our traditional format where we have a free on Friday night followed by a meal out, uh, usually somewhere nearby. Saturday morning, we have our park run, of course. That's the uh, thing that most of us go for, followed by the podcast recording that that's what all of us go for. Sadiavo, we tackle another Frio for those that are feeling energetic. And then we have a fancy dress night out where we're looking at having our own venue, uh, booking our own room, and having a, a great night out last year. The costumes uh, in Perth were sensational. People went to a massive amount of effort. It was just so much fun uh, being out for the night. And then Sunday morning, we're going to have another Freedom Run somewhere and follow it up with breakfast. So that's pretty much the format that we've followed for a couple of years, Mel. But Mm -hmm. um, as you know, we moved the location around and uh, really looking forward to going to Toowoomba this time. Yes. So so when we say we're going to Toowoomba, we're talking about the general area and uh, the location of the Saturday morning park run will be announced shortly. That's correct. Yes. There are a number of park runs in the the Toowoomba area. Uh, I think there's four of them up there now. So yeah, we will confirm all that very shortly. Hmm, I'm looking forward to that. The dress-up night is always my highlight because that means the recording's over and done with, Tony. I always get a bit bit weird about recording live. So we we don't record live as in live to the internet, but it's more in front of a live audience. Yeah, and there is something different, Mel, in standing up in front of a group of 40-odd people, and I'm not saying the parkrun people are odd, but 40 <laughs> people and, uh, yeah, working through a, a podcast is, definitely is different. Well, we've got an extra few people to come on board and help this year because I think the Quizmaster will actually be on location and be able to run the quiz, so that'll be good. <laughs> that'll be the first time the Quizmaster has been in attendance for a couple of years now. Oh, I don't think he's been. Oh, was he at the beaches? Oh, I can't recall. I know. He was at Shell Harbour. Missed the uh, Mount Barker and Hobart. Anyway, Mel, moving along, I need to correct a mistake that I made in my roving report last week uh, with the name of a park run. And that's 
that's not good at all. Uh, <laughs> the new parkrun at Seymour is actually called Goulburn River Trail Parkrun. I think I called it Goulburn River Rail Trail Parkrun. I think that's because so many of the new Victorian events in the last little while have all been rail trails. Yeah. So, yeah, no, Goulburn River is actually a Goulburn River Trail Park run. Um, as I said last week, it's a beautiful little event. Um, yeah, just needs a little bit of support. Thanks for bringing us that roving report last week too, Tony. That was my pleasure. It was great. And thank you for the advice to take Bushman's. Oh, did you? Did you? Yeah, they are bad, aren't they? <laughs> yeah, the, the mossies were pretty thick. We had the Bushman's on. We weren't getting attacked, but... Yeah, Pete, the RD up there, did bring a big can of Erigard along and he was passing it around quite happily. Yeah, excellent. Now, we don't have any roving reports this week, so we are going to move straight on to Dazza's. And this week, Dazza said, yesterday was International Fairy Bread Day and Dazza isn't ready to stop sprinkling hundreds and thousands everywhere yet. So come on in, tell us about your morning, place your order and accept that whatever you ask for, it will be sprinkled. And just some of the many comments were. And leading the way was Fiona Mullen. With Rex Green celebrating my 50 slash 50. Thanks for visiting Fingal Bay Parkrun. Love that the new shirt matches your shoes. And the picture that accompanied that comment was a photo of Fiona and Rex by the flag showing Rex with his adventurous shirt and matching shoes. And just for reference, the 50 runs or the 50-50 references, 50 runs and 50 volunteers all achieved on the same day. And I did a bit of digging, Mel, and Fiona's actually completed 11 different volunteer roles, including about a dozen as run director of an event. So, yeah, great statistics there. Nice work. Now we also heard from Cherie Cottle. Return visit to Blue Gum Hills Park Run for me with sprinkles of rain and a photo of Cherie resting on a rather large white tractor tyre with the Park Run symbol and arrow painted to indicate direction. Right, next one we have Sheridan Davis, touristed down to Surfers Paradise Park Run and volunteered as tail walker for their event 377. Turns out it was also their eighth anniversary. It's a lovely location for a park walk, and thankfully the rain showers held off. And the pic was of Sheridan at Surfers Paradise in the selfie frame. And just a comment, happy birthday, Surfers. Yes, happy birthday to you. And uh, good uh, park walking to Sheridan. Now, we heard from David O'Brien. He said, ventured to our park, park run on Tassie's East Coast with some sprinkling of raindrops. I was listening to the adventurous podcasts on the way there and all I could hear in my head while I was running was a Collingwood theme song. Thanks, Mel. And David didn't share a photo, but you're welcome, David. Now, the office lady did reply and I will mention that office lady is wonderful, does most of the replies on our behalf in Dazzers, but she did say to this one, maybe the boss took forever a bit too seriously with uh, good old Collingwood forever. This comment is not endorsed by management and the office lady takes full responsibility for its content. Right, more Collingwood. Oh, no. <laughs> Oh, moving along, let's go over overseas so that we uh, escape the football reference there. We heard from Johan. In the midst of a massive heat wave, it was sprinkles of another sort at Zerfontaine Park Run in South Africa, a somewhat strange course close to the Oliver Tambo International Airport. 
ideal for a fly-in or a short layover. 193 finishes, almost half of the inaugural number of 374, but still a very strong tourist contingent with chatter indicating the Z was the big attraction. And the photo (laughs) was a very interesting one, Mel. It took me a while to work it out, but it's actually a close-up of the sweat on Johan's arm. (laughs) Thanks for sharing, (laughs) Johan. And I think there probably should we should be inserting another apology. Was it Zerfontein that we got wrong last week with its reference to its location? And oh, I don't know, we got something wrong to do with South Africa, but that's not unusual for us. I think anyway, there were two in South yeah. Africa last week. Hmm? There were two launches in South Africa yeah, last week. I know, but I don't know if there was one the week before. I've now forgotten which one we got wrong. It was like the reference to. Its location. We've They've had three in November, so for three launches. Yeah, okay. Well, I'm sure if any adventurers are going to go there, they can use Google Maps and not rely on our information. <laughs> <laughs> now, Andrew Yeatman, who I mentioned earlier in my recap, he said Newcastle Park, Park Run, Men's Mental Health and Movember Run. And he shared a photo of himself in his uh, – Volley vest with his blue hat and tutu and his Movember Mo. So thanks for volunteering, Andrew. Andrew does take really good photos. Right, now, moving back into Australia for my reports, and we've got one from Bill Barker, a family frond, hundreds of miles apart. A great birthday gift, a little emoji of a present, for me with my girls doing their first park run, definitely better than hundreds and thousands. And Bill sent a collage of three photos. One was showing one of his daughters in the selfie frame at Ballina Coast, Bill in the selfie frame at San Remo, and the second daughter and a friend in a selfie frame at Menai Park Run. And I love those little fronds that gather, even if they're hundreds of kilometres or maybe a thousand kilometres apart. Yeah. That's beautiful. The girls went to park run in the morning to, for their dad for on his birthday. And Aww. they've done the first one. That's that's lovely. I hope they enjoyed it. Now, we also heard from Andy Airy, who said 19 of the Airy Airways posse flew from Bristol, Stansted and Luton to Edinburgh and Glasgow on Friday to then drive 500 kilometres to Thurso, the furthest park run on mainland UK to celebrate Jenny McBain's 250th unique event. Quick visit to John O'Groats, then reverse trip. I thought I'd blend in with my tartan hat. And uh, he did a talk-style selfie, and he did, complete with tartan hat with his group in front of the Thurzo pop-up. I hope that's how you say it, Thurzo. Does that sound right? That sounds right, yeah. Hmm. Well, I've got to say the only thing that I've got to object to with that talk-style selfie reference is – the picture of Andy's actually got some fake hair on the side and I don't have a lot of hair up top either, so. <laughs> oh, well, uh, you yeah. could. I need a tartan hat. Mm. Right, staying over in the UK, we heard from our friend Pippa, Pippa White. Hi, Dazza. I had the best park run. It was my fastest in ages. It was my first time as a VI guide and I didn't break my runner. The weather was fab and now I have three Ys. Coffee and cake with all the hundreds and thousands, please. And Pip didn't put a photo in, but I know that Pip was at Yarborough Leisure Centre Park Run. And well done, Pip, on the VI guide. It's a great role. I've 
really enjoyed that. And it's really great to see people out doing it. Yes. Thank you for volunteering. Thank you for being brave and trying such a volunteer um, role, such as a VI guide. Um, but doing your fastest in ages, uh, wow. While VI guiding, that's incredible. Yeah, that must have been some um, visually impaired runner that you were assisting. So well done. But now that's it for Daz's Tony, and you will have the envelope because that's the boy's job. I don't know why, it just happens to be that way. Hmm. Right, Mel, I do have an envelope here. I'll open it up. And our winner this week is... Sheree Cottell. Congratulations and, um, yes, nice photo there of Sheree, as I said, with a large tractor or truck tyre. Must be a bit of a turnaround point or spot on the course, I'm guessing, over there at uh, Blue Gum Hills. I have not been to Blue Gum Hills, so I can't talk from experience. I think, Mel, if you're looking at a, a course indicator, that's something that you'd be able to see from a, a long, long way away, so it would be a very standout um, that tractor tyre painted white. Yeah, hopefully, because not like me, I tend to run with my mind on a million things and I had to get called back at um, Newcastle Park on the weekend by, luckily, by a couple of fellas that were running behind me that noticed that when there was a turn on the course, I kept running and I heard <laughs> them yell, shout out and I to turn around and walk a f- few strides back and take the correct turn. So... Oh, can't blame the event. There was a sign. Didn't see it. There was a sign. Rightio, Mel. I think uh, moving along from Bill's having his birthday and having his girls do the birthday, I reckon we should throw across to the birthday boy and hear who else is having a birthday. Oh, let's do that. Howdy. It's the birthday boy here with some of the goings on for December 2023. December has seven, yes, seven parkrun days, with week one on the 2nd, week two on the 9th, then the 16th and the 23rd, plus a special day for Australia on the 25th, and the final parkrun day on the 30th to conclude 2023. Hot tip, there are no anniversaries on the 30th this year, so no pressure for cake that day. The 25th of December is Australia's special parkrun date. Each country can pick one date. The 25th of December is also the special parkrun day for Ireland, Italy, New Zealand and the UK. The 26th is the special parkrun day for Poland. So if you are a listener in Europe, perhaps you might squeeze in another parkrun. Poland's special day is the sneaky 7th possible parkrun in December of 2023. A reminder first with the standard anniversary caveat. Events may celebrate what they like, when they like, so please check all details with the local source, i.e. their webpage and or their Facebook page. This is especially true for cake, dress-ups, etc. To know an event is taking place on a special day, and spoilers here, this includes the 1st of January, then head to parkrun.com.au forward slash special dash events you will see a list of all events currently in operation in Australia, and then two columns populated with ticks and crosses. If an event is showing as blank, that means their decision is not made yet. 
and you should check back another day. A tick in a column means yes, it's on. Please note, you should also still check the event page closer to the 25th or the 1st, as an event could still cancel a bonus event for any of the usual reasons. Across means that event is not on, and please don't whine. These special days are optional for event teams. No one loses anything by an event not going on. Rather, we gain something when an event is hosting for Christmas or New Year. Anyways, back to regular proceedings. Is there anybody joining Main Beach, New Farm or Albert, Melbourne on 12? Nope. How about any Parkrun Independence Days? Yep. Torrens in South Australia is turning 11. There are another 30 events celebrating in December of 2023. So let's check out the first anniversaries. We have five events this December who are turning one, but only two are open to the public, Baxter in WA and Lake Wallace in Victoria. The other three events are on custodial estates. There are no junior event anniversaries in December, but soon, very soon. The spread of anniversaries in December ranges from 1st to 11th, so there can be no 12th party in the 12th month. And as there is so much spread around in the month, I chose at random my shout out, Nathalia Showgrounds in Victoria. They are turning two. As with all Parkrun adventures, the Parkrun cancellations page is a valuable tool. See parkrun.com.au forward slash cancellations. The official cancellation page contains information for the coming weekend plus two further weeks. So be sure to check it out again mid-month and again at the end of the month owing as there are so many possible Parkrun days in December. Well, see you next month for some more birthday boy banter. And be sure to let Mel and the rotation of co-hosts know if you have any requests. And great to hear from the birthday boy there, Mel. I've done a little bit of digging following up his reference to the Christmas compendium. And as at the date we're recording, there's 184 events have announced that they are going ahead on Christmas Day in Australia. And on New Year's Day, there's 189 events confirmed. And just a reminder to people that events still have a couple of weeks to confirm. I think the 11th of December is the the date they're all asked to confirm by. But that's um, some really good numbers, some good spread of events all around Australia. So hopefully people can get to a park run reasonably close to them if they want to go on those special days. Excellent. Yes, that's not bad out of all the events so far. But... Now, time to look towards the Adventurers Consolidated Club report for Saturday the 25th of November 2023. And of a total of 512 members, 406 took part on this date in eight countries across 196 locations. In the UK, there were adventurers at 25 events. There were four in the US, two each in Canada and South Africa, and one each in Poland and Austria. Locally, we had adventurers at 41 events in the Greatest State and New South Wales, 38 events in Kingsland, 12 events in WA, 10 in South Australia, 6 in the ACT, the North Island had 4, the South Island had 2, and there was 1 in the Northern Tree. 
Some really good numbers there, Mel. And for our fronds internationally, we had three at Quakers Walk in the UK. They were Stuart Henderson, Charlie Marriott and Matthew Waterage. And locally, there was a frond of 14 at one event, which was Shell Harbour. There was Chris Fraser, Malcolm Peaty, Julian Gordon-Turner, Kristen McKenzie, Martine Barrett and Andrew Johnston, David Forster, Galen Hanna and James, Luke Schroeder, Sue Keane and Catherine Perotta. And special mention, there was a frond of nine at the Ponds and six at two events. One was Newcastle Park, of which I mentioned the members earlier, and San Remo, which is in New South Wales. Well, we had a couple of adventurers crack some milestones this week. Um, happy to announce that Viona Mullen, A1068992, ran the 50th milestone, and Jennifer Arnold, A2137896, completed the 250 milestone. So welcome to the Milestone Club, guys. Well done. Yes, um, Fiona, we read earlier in Dazza's. I wonder when where Jen ran hers. I wonder if that was at Bathurst. But we also have PBs to announce. So Gavin Porter, A4231220, ran a PB at Cleethorpes, which was 19 minutes and 52. Karen Hamilton, 2517752, ran a PB at Picton, at 20 minutes 58, and Adrian Haywood, 6531170, ran a PB at Beaufort Lake at 24 minutes 31. So well done to those adventurers. Yeah, certainly some uh, great times there, Mel. And just remember that if you'd like uh, the Parkrun Adventurers to track you, your, your achievements, you can add the Adventurers Club as one of your five affiliations on your Parkrun profile. Now... I do believe we had a launch in Australia this week, Top. We did, Mel. Uh, we had one in the Northern Tree. It's been a long time since we've had one in the Northern Tree, but it's great to see the dots on the parkrun map slowly inching their way south. Let's see if we can get that connection down through the centre. Mel, we had Catherine Hot Springs. Catherine is 320 kilometres southeast of Darwin down the Stewart Highway, and this week, for their launch, there was 105 finishers, and they were assisted by 12 volunteers. And one of the great things to see there was 32 of the people that finished were actually first time to park runners. So obviously, there's attracted a bit of a local interest already. Um, the course itself, Mel, it's an out and back on a concrete path starting at the Hot Springs, which, funny enough, is their name. And they head north along the Catherine River. They cross the iconic Catherine River Bridge. And funny enough, I think they get to one side of the bridge, then they turn around and return to the start, making it the out and back course. So welcome to the family, Catherine. And I do believe that's the only one that we were aware of or able to locate in the world for this last week. And Tony, you mentioned a couple of weeks ago that you have a list, your destination list. Well, this one is going on my destination list. This one's on the bucket list, Mel. It, it's going to take a little bit of uh, an adventure to get to it, 320 k's from, from Darwin. Um, it's almost a, a road trip and do uh, Uluru and up through there on the way. The harder it is to get to, the more I want to do it. So, Mel, I'm just thinking, could you plan – let's go back to Kentucky Tour here. Could we do a couple-week <laughs> Kentucky Tour where we pick up 
the likes of Cuba Pedy and Catherine Hot Springs on the one I'm trip. In. I mean, how good would that be? <laughs> Just put me on the list. Put me on the bus. They're 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 my two top uh, destination park runs. <laughs> Yeah, I'm just thinking that'd be a magical little trip, wouldn't it? <laughs> yep. Yep. With a couple of uh, very popular big items on the way too. You get the big rock. Oh, there's that the, rock. Yeah. There's that rock in the middle of Australia somewhere. <laughs> that big rock. I've seen yep. people post photos. Apparently the thing to do is watch the sunset and stuff. Yep. And you can mm. do that now halfway between two park runs. Wow. Okay. Now it's sounding even better. <laughs> So, Mel, what's your mm. plans for next week? Oh, dear. I knew you were going to ask this. <laughs> oh, I haven't recovered from last week yet, Tony. And I don't know, I have to stay local. See, nobody believes me that I've backed off my touring. actually have. <laughs> if you count the last four weeks, I probably will have only had one crazy adventure. I've, granted, it was a big one. But, yeah, this week... We'll be somewhere Melbourne Metro-ish, um, probably looking to uh, increase my uh, P-index count somewhere. So, yeah, I can't give you an answer for that. I may have to fess up in the Friday post. Well, I, I think crazy adventure is one way of putting it. Spirit adventure is another. A 24-hour trip to Perth or to <laughs> WA to run a park run and head home, uh, for a lot of people out in the real world, they'd think we're crazy. Uh, for a lot of people that listen to this podcast, I think a lot of people are thinking, oh, that's a good idea. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> is it mathematically possible is what you have to ask yourself, people. And do you leave yourself enough time that it's not the panic drive trying to get to somewhere? <laughs> Oh, I tell you what, I've got to tell you, I was getting a little bit nervous in the back seat of Sarah and Matt's car when I was looking at the, you know, the, the arrival time that the Google Maps was saying at about 7.52. <laughs> Doesn't leave a lot of room for um, error. I usually have a little bit, a bit bigger buffer than that, but I, I, I was not complaining. I didn't have to drive. I was being chauffeured and they did a brilliant job at getting me there on time. <laughs> and Mel, I, like all tourist adventurers, when you're looking at your, your destination park run, you do need to open the web page and have a look at the start time. Um, you were getting a little bit closer at 7.52, but I was planning a bit of an adventure at Christmas and one of the park runs I opened up, I was thinking, oh, yeah, 8 o'clock, I've got time to drive from here if we stay here. And I opened up the page and thought, oh, it's a 7 a.m. park run, <laughs> and that would be heartbreaking to travel so far and have the people packing up and the tail walker crossing the line and everyone saying, we're going for coffee. So do suggest if you are travelling, um, particularly if you're travelling interstate, make sure you have a good look at the uh, – the start time of your destination park run. Yeah, especially over the holiday season. It's a good reminder to all adventurers to keep that in mind when they're on holidays, that if you're in a different state, you need to confirm start times. Uh, yeah, that sounds like maybe a nightmare that I may have had in the past. I'm sure I've had that dream that I've rocked up at park run and I'm late. Not just in in a different state though, Mel. Yeah, you know, we do have some 
events that are exceptions within states, such as within Tassie with Devonport. There's a couple like that. So you do need to have a look when you are touristing. Correct. And you know what else? Uh, I had a weird experience was, okay, granted I hadn't had many hours sleep, but I woke up um, in WA on Saturday morning, open up my social media, which of course is the first thing I do in the morning when I wake up, and see Facebook posts of people at Parkrun already. And you're like, what? <laughs> it's just that time delay thing. This this is how the UK feels when they see, when they wake up and we've all had our park run day. Well, you get to experience not just park run for an hour or two in the morning, but you get to experience park run then for all day if you're in the UK. But what about uh, you, Tony? Where, where are you going to be? Well, we're in the same bird as you. We haven't actually decided on, on a location this week. We'll possibly be venturing down to Melbourne so we we might go and revisit one of the park runs that we've done in Melbourne and uh, yeah see if we can catch up with some friends down in Melbourne but yeah maybe I'll have to jump in on the uh, Friday post as well and 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 post which way we're headed when we decide. Oh that's a good idea and speaking of which I remember I did tell Mr Oliver Spake and we actually haven't mess we haven't mentioned why Ollie's not here today. We probably should have done that. And I'll say thank you, Tony, for stepping in on Ollie's week to record because Ollie's sick. Ollie couldn't record tonight. He is not feeling well. And um, he was supposed to post the other week how he went at uh, Kingston when he ran in Tassie. And I completely forgot last week when I recorded with Simon to congratulate him on his half cow because he ran his 50th unique event. Oh, well done, Ollie. So I'm glad that we've quickly remembered before (laughs) we wrapped up this week. We wish you to get better soon, Ollie, and congratulations, not just on your half cow, but uh, for mastering the uh, Point Pinnacle again up Mount Kananye. I think that's how you say it. It's Mount Wellington, but they call it Kananye. Yeah, I can never work out how to pronounce it. Oh, well. Yep. Everybody can send in if I've done it wrong. (laughs) (laughs) There, so Mel, we will post where we're going to be on Friday night and, um, yeah, hopefully catch up with some adventurers out there. And as always, you can contact us via the Parkrun Adventurers on Facebook, our email, which is parkrunadventurers at gmail.com. That's it for another week. We'll see you all next week for some more adventures. (laughs) 